tell you who we are because our names are right there. And if you, you don't already know us, we're the three amigos. And uh, tonight's topic is going to be on conspiracy theories. So I find it very interesting. Uh, Rod and I were just chatting and, and Rav Jor, we were chatting just before we came on live about conspiracy theories. It's interesting that we're coming into, we just came into the book of Shemot recently, the book of Exodus, and we're coming up to Parsha Bo. Um, so this is the interaction of Moshe Rabbeinu with uh, Pharaoh. So that's like one of the original conspiracy theories. You have Pharaoh who now says, oh, these Jewish people, there there's so many of them, they're going to end up joining with our enemies and they're going to overtake us. So we need to we need to take care of them. We need to control them. And so this is part of what happened with us going into slavery in Egypt. You have uh, the Merglim, the spies, was one of the original uh, conspiracy theories in the Torah. You have Korach, you know, when he, uh, the conspiracy theory against, uh, uh, against Moshe and against Aharon. So we see these things. And then conspiracy theories, you know, abounded uh, with the Jewish people. You have the blood libel, a conspiracy theory. So conspiracies are nothing new. And then we come into the modern day and, and we just had we just had a situation like thinking about coronavirus. And so for me, we have conspiracy theories, and I think we need to kind of separate the word conspiracy from the word theory. Because at the end of the day, there can always be a certain amount of truth to the things that we're talking about, but not necessarily be total truth. What do I mean? Like coronavirus. We we might all agree that the coronavirus started in a lab in China, okay? But then you had people that were burning down 5G towers in England because they thought that 5G towers were giving people coronavirus. So you have part of that conspiracy theory that's true, but you have another part of it nonsensical. So for me... That's sort of my introduction to this. And I'd like to hear what you guys have to say about that. Please, Rod. Ah, the first thing is, uh, Rob Michelson, you're using these big words, nonsensical. <laughs> now I'm going to have to like one up you. I, okay. I'm trying to figure out the veracity of other words I should use. So no, look, conspiracy theories, you nailed it, Ira. I mean, I don't know why... We're going to uh, or how we're going to spend a whole hour talking about this. But it is convoluted and quite confusing. Like there's a lot of conspiracy out in the world that we live. And there are people that are conspiring to do things. Now, we as God willing, spiritual men are not pulled from the left and the right all the time by everybody's conspiracy theories. And we want to be people who are uh, very engaged in wanting to know what is true and what is not, what is logical, what makes sense. Uh, and oftentimes, conspiracy theories uh, seem to be more powerful to those who carry those theories because they only pose it in questions that are not answerable. They'll go say, you know, hey, like uh, when a plane flies to the West, why does it go up to to uh, 
uh, Greenland to get to Europe from from uh, New York. Why you just go straight across? It's because the Earth is flat. I mean, th they say things, and how are you to prove anything besides give fact? And then if you give fact, they'll go, well, but. So there are some people whose brain seems to be closer engaged in believing conspiracies. And I think one of the things that I hope, Rob Dror, that you address is guarding your mind from uh, disillusionment and from illusions that aren't real. Because it seems that as we get more advanced in technology and more information that flows, it's easier to cloud our brain with useless, and here I go for my fancy word, banal information that exists between our ears. We have an, a major issue here in our days that um, we are definitely exposed to, to lies. Any person who has some um, knowledge of social media is able to add it and to create videos and to bring up to the front, um, even with money, just to advertise and to make his videos popular any idea, any concept that he just feel like uh, advertising. And um, many of them will be based on lie. So for one side, we are able to enjoy other people's sight and point of view and knowledge for them being exposed to certain things. And we want to hear their honest report on things that matters to us. But on the other hand, we cannot control um, which video will come into 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 our screen and some of them will be based on false on imagination on maybe even negative bad agendas like, like bad will to create lie cover the world with lie create certain damage so this is one point that is very important and why is it so important First of all, for us to be cautious, for us to be careful, not to be hurt by any rumor, by any false claim. The second is that um, we're not always able to deal even with the real news. Sometimes right. some of the truths that we are being exposed to can be too heavy. Some people are not able to handle certain news if, uh, if you have a certain theory on a certain uh, disaster that took place and for one person that his family was not involved in that disaster, he can easily embrace the theory. But for someone who lost a child, God forbid, in that crisis, in that terrible event, for him to start thinking even about that, that someone planned it, that someone wanted it to happen, that someone made money out of that situation. This is something that may be very, very harsh to deal with. So we need to be very sensitive with ourselves on what we are embracing and what we are accepting into our mind systems. Mm -hmm. The issue yeah. is that there is a lot of truth out there that is being exposed and we need to not not to avoid the truth, but definitely to protect ourselves from the lie right yeah so uh, two two good points that jumped out to me first on what rod was talking about i would describe this idea that some of the people that you're talking about that sort of be will believe some of these things 
they they would be described as having conspiracy thinking. In other words, they're already predisposed in a way to accepting these kind of things. And and then to Rav Jor, your point, that's exactly something Rod and I were talking about before we came on was this idea that, for instance, I gave an example that somebody sent a video around during COVID and it was a doctor. And so they saw MD after his name. And this video was sent out. I mean, it got over a million views, the video. I spent 10 minutes researching this gentleman and come to find out that he almost had his license revoked because three of his patients died in, uh, in, in uh, the way he treated them for cancer with some kind of you know alternative medicine that ended up killing them rather than helping them. And so it, it's very true that sometimes today, especially with social media, if you have a little bit of money, you, you can put out a beautiful video with amazing music and Hollywood style action. And, and the next thing you know, people are sucked into that. So I, I think it's very important that I'm not saying that everybody has the ability to research maybe the way I do. But at the end of the day, we have to be cognizant that just because somebody um, can put a YouTube up or somebody can put a TikTok up or a Twitter up, that um, it doesn't necessarily mean it's the truth. I think the other point that I want to make is that for a lot of people, um, conspiracy theories are coping mechanisms for them. Uh, because they're searching for the truth, and because they're predisposed to this type of thinking, that when they hear something that uh, makes sense to their predisposition, um, they they automatically accept it and it's okay. And it helps them to cope with some of the issues. And I think that that speaks more to maybe what, what you're talking about, Rav Jor, on people's mental state and, and you know how they deal with things emotionally. Um, but I think what's important for us is to address the idea that um, the truth aspect of it that the reason why I said at the beginning that we need to separate the word conspiracy from theory is because theory is just that. Theory is not necessarily the truth. A theory can be eventually proven to be true, but it's not necessarily true in and of itself. But there are situations today where obviously something starts as a conspiracy theory and then we find out that absolutely everything about it is true. So, for instance, you, you may have a situation where people think that a particular group rules the world and controls the banking system. It may be true that there is a group of people that does that, but not necessarily the people that you think. So that's that's the point that I would make. And I think maybe that's where we need to transition into in the conversation. The question is what the person will do. Like the poor guy that sits in front of his computer and just been exposed to a certain piece of knowledge that is troubling for him, that he really wants, like, for an example, I have a new student that I'm in touch with, and that guy is suffering from a lot of his understandings, a lot of, um, of, of his way of thinking is affected 
by the understandings that he came up with or videos or like information that he'd been exposed to and um, his life became very hard like he realized now that he doesn't want to be involved with the government and he doesn't want to, his name to be in the systems and he doesn't so now he doesn't have health system his wife is under a lot of pain and she cannot be treated well like many situations become to be much more complex and again the fact that he chose to go in a certain way was because of a certain point of truth like that was his main motive that brought him to take decisions in his life but most likely he did not consider the situation well enough to be calculated to be cautious to be uh, um, sensitive to his situation and um, and and people need to be aware to themselves and even if you do want to make a change in your life or you do want to take some steps to protect yourself from evil influences you need to consider your steps wisely for you not to be break under the new burden of being independent and taking those steps on your own and like living your life in the nature or whatever like okay everyone is free to take his decisions but for the sake of your success and the happiness of the ones who depends on you every one of us must be aware to the reality and not only to jump into those conclusions and to change your lives because because of it there there is a uh, an idea that we have within jewish wisdom of guarding your uh, your eyes and we always talk about the issue of modesty and you know lust and those things but we need to guard our minds as well and I, I do want to address, there are some people who are so anti-conspiracy theorists that anytime they hear something that is inconvenient and truthful, it's automatically thrown into this large cesspool of, you know, conspiracy-like. That's a conspiracy theory. No one believes this, right? You have that one side. But then you have another side, and I, I noticed that one of our, our commenters on the YouTube said the government is too big. You know, many of our governments are just bloated, huge organizations. And the, the issue is, is whose fault is that? As citizens, we have allowed our governments to become that big and you can do something about it. But there's the other part of a conspiracy theory that takes and paralyzes a person, that causes them to isolate themselves. They become paralyzed with a, a, an enormous amount of fear and confusion and betrayal that they feel. And they also feel alienation from other people because of their, their philosophical view of life. And that is not healthy mentally nor spiritually. And Rob, you had mentioned that this individual that you know, and, and I don't know about YouTube, but I regularly get texts and emails and Facebook uh, messages of all of these conspiracy theories that exist. Some might be true. Some are not true. Some are just downright illogical. You go, there's, there's no logic behind it. There are others you go, it could very well be true, but it's so far out of my wheelhouse. I honestly don't care. Like, okay, I just don't care. There's nothing as a single person, me, can do about that situation. But I 
for sure can maintain my focus, maintain my bearing in what I'm doing and keeping a, a solid uh, sound mind in this whole approach. And that's what I'm hoping that we accomplish at the end of this is to help that individual that sort of gets sucked into it to like step back, just kind of take a breath for a little bit. Just look around. So Ira, mentioned, so Ira mentioned the fact that he's investigating, that he is like learning, trying to go into the depths of the core of truth and to understand what really goes on. If it's to search a little bit more, again, it's also a risky path because you can be exposed to the exact same content by the same um, YouTubers, by the same uploaders. <laughs> that are mm -hmm. uploading that information. So you're just going to drown deeper into that swamp. But um, Ira, try to give us another practical advice. How no, to, well, to save well, you gotta well, for, first of all, you have to remember, there's a little bit difference with me because I do have a security background. So when I'm talking about investigating, that's why I said people don't necessarily have the ability Ira, to maybe investigate we should, the maybe, way I do. Maybe you should write down a list and we're gonna uh, we're gonna expose no, the truth. So, which and here, are the theories and which are the conspiracies? So, th so this is one of the things that we're talking about, and what you guys are bringing up is extremes. So there's no question that somebody writes a, a comment that the government is too big. There's no question that the government is too big. But you ask the question, how did it get that way? We gave up our rights right. in many ways. Whether you live in the U.S. or you live in Israel. These, these become nanny states. People depend on the government. Government comes up with programs to make you dependent upon them, and you become dependent upon them for everything, and then you end up giving up certain rights. So, mm -hmm. so when you talk about extremes, you can talk about the extreme of uh, politics. Um, there, is a, there is a whole move where a particular group of people are trying to people take people's guns away, right? So then you have the Second Amendment movement where people are on the other extreme, where you're never going to take my guns. So you have people that are going off the grid and they're living out in the country and they're, they're, they're burying guns in the ground in uh, PVC tubes so that when the government comes, they're not going to be able to take their guns from them. And they have like 100,000 rounds of ammo and you know, 50 pound sacks of wheat and everything else because they have to figure out how to cook and they have water systems and everything. These are extremes. Um, the big thing for us is, first of all, as three guys, Rod talked about the spirituality, we have to bring that into it as well, that at the end of the day, we're not denying the fact that conspiracy theories exist and we're not denying the fact that there is a certain amount of truth to some conspiracy theories that go from being theory to being truth. And so for me, that's the thing. Like I said before, there's no question that, um, for instance, Rod and I, when we, uh, towards the end of another show that we used to do, when we used to do the show with Jerry, you had a guy that was very connected to military sources, and he would come up with information that was going on in the world that really most people would not know about. Um, some people would think that those things were conspiracy theories until you talk to a guy like that, that has information. I have certain connections that I get information from that also is not available to the public. I'm mm -hmm. sure, Rav Dror, you have connections 
to people that supply you with information that might not be public knowledge that some people might think are conspiracy? <laughs> no, 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 actually, no? I don't have a clue. Actually, what I do you mean, have... Hashem? You don't, you don't hear from Hashem? Uh, those are not people. <laughs> Okay. Rob Drawer is going, no, 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 no. I don't want black helicopters showing up at my house. Don't put me in that list. <laughs> no, I don't want anybody to of hummus in the backyard. Yeah, the point <laughs> that I'm trying to make is at the end of the day, like I said, transition from the fact that there is a certain amount of truth. Like I said, do are there are there potentially, you know, for instance, uh, you have a guy like George Soros. That's public knowledge. Everybody talks about this. This is a guy that's a multi-billionaire. And there's no question that he is throwing tons of money um, in certain directions in order to affect politics, in order to affect their direction of governments um, across the world. This those is things are not uh, those things are not hidden anymore. Those are this public, is not a conspiracy uh, theory. Those are public events and lectures mm -hmm. that are being recorded, and videoed, and, and spread around the world. Right. Those are not theories anymore. Exactly. So that's my point. My point is that you have situations that turn into truth. Uh, I talked about this before. The CIA people would have people would have said, "Oh, you know, mind control." Uh, you know, p what about mind control? It's it's come out in recent years that in the 1960s and 70s, the CIA was doing just that. They were they experimenting also. with LSD, with acid, to see whether or not they could control a person's mind and and cause them and allow them to to affect their will. It's, it and, was and, a conspiracy and, theory that's now proving to be true. So there was one conspiracy theory that um, uh, what's what's his name Charlie Manson Man Manson Manson that Charlie Manson was uh, controlled by the CIA and they made him do what he did right and everybody's like ah that's nuts that's crazy but Charlie Manson was one of those guys that went into a house of prostitution in San Francisco and was given LSD as part of the experiment. Mm -hmm. No one ever talks about that fact. Now, yeah. I don't think the CIA was directly involved in trying to him get commit murder. That's ridiculous. But the point is, there is some truth to the fact that governments that have power, and I don't care what government, they can do some pretty nefarious things. And as citizens, we are, the only response that we can do is to demand uh, transparency and honesty. I'm not sure that you'll ever get it, but we've got to also be careful not to get ourselves wrapped around this old country phrase to not get wrapped around the axles with something that you can't control and you cannot fix. So be aware, be wise, but also don't let yourself get consumed by these things. I think that um, the advice of prayer, the individual prayer, is um, is always important to to be mentioned because this is a tool for life and it's healthy and helping and very very powerful mm -hmm. tool to help the person to deal with the impossibility of life with how complex life can be and um, when a person is coming to a certain edge to to be under certain amount of pressure that is sucking his life out already 
that person except for knowledge and truth needs to have a, another lifeline another path for salvation and I think that the individual prayer that you as a person anyone as an individual will take to yourself to a quiet place and just pour your heart in front of the maker of the universe and tell him listen it's overwhelming like it's way too much for me like uh, there is there must be some truth in it and I'm like very afraid to think that I'm under such like evil control um, and I do want to save myself but um, I do need to eat I do need to drink I do need to to maintain our health um, policy uh, security social security support like many people living by the government and you can say oh yeah that's why that's how you became lazy that's how like whatever some of us are not able to go independent and to be tarazan in the forest and to take care of our lives right. and start planting on our own and hunting our own meat it's like not everyone are able to do so people are living in gigantic cities people are are already in in huge debts they have tuition for their children in school, middle uh, of their childhood. You cannot really cut life in the middle because of some theories. And you do want to connect to the truth, but sometimes it's too heavy. So I think that the prayer of the individual, first of all, will be useful for yourself as the individual that is asking from Hashem to help him deal with what he learns and what we, he understands. And the other thing is that prayer is helpful and useful for all. When you pray, the prayers are not only healing yourself, they're also healing the ones you're praying for. If you cry about our troubles, if you're including yourself with the rest of the world or with your nation or with your state, your prayer will bring down bounty and safety and confidence mm -hmm. and security to all your to all your population, to all the world population. So it's a very important thing to pray, really to express your needs and your fears in front of the Maker and to talk to Him from the heart. We must uplift our understandings to that level of connection with the Maker. Except for being truth seeker, we need to be um, mercy demandings. Like we need to, to beg for mercy. We need to ask for mercy. We need to bring down healthy bounty to heal and to stabilize our lives and the lives of our loved ones. You know, Rob, you, you have for years taught uh, on this single subject to elevate it to its highest level. Everybody would know if I were to say, do you know Rob Dror? And they would go, yes, the Amuna guy, right? You've talked and pre preached and spoke about Amuna, which is to have, you know, ultimate faith and trust in God. And, you know, I used to be, uh, you know, I was in the army. I was worked for the government and I was in emergency management. So I'm like one of those guys that has the mindset that Ira was talking about. And, you know, you have your survival food and you have the things to take care of your family in a disaster. But outside of that, I'm not driven by a fear. I'm driven by Amuna. I, I realize that I can do so much to prepare and what I can do, I should do. But I'm not going to fret about the rest because of that faith that I have that there is one God. There is that God who is the sustainer of all things. He's 
the great conductor of life. And so we have nothing to be concerned about except putting our trust in God. And, and that's why when you talked about faith and over the years you talked about it's about to do personal prayer, like spending time really communicating with God. You do what you can do. You do what's within your limits, but also express it to Hashem to increase your faith and your trust. Because ultimately, if, if the whole world were to go to absolute Armageddon overnight, I'm still going to be doing what I'm doing today because I'm walking in my relationship with God. That's not going to destroy anything. The reason why I brought up in the very beginning, in the introduction, the idea that we had what people would describe as conspiracy theories in the Torah, like Pharaoh and Korach and the Meraglim, the spies, is to prove the idea that there's nothing that exists in the world that the Torah has not already covered. Right. Uh, and so to Rav Jor's point, when you're doing Hidbodadut, when you're having this personal prayer, you, you have to realize that every, every nishamot, every soul um, was originated metachad kiseh hakavod from underneath the throne of glory. And I'm talking about whether you're Jewish or not Jewish. Um, you have a holy soul. Um, there are some people that might dispute that with me, but this is my position. And as a result of that, when you connect um, to that place within yourself, so that when you go to a quiet place, whether it's a room or the forest, if you just quiet yourself, and you don't say anything and just try to connect in that way, then what you're doing is you're connecting to that which in you is already holy. It's the connection you already have to the creator of the universe. And so what ends up happening is if you don't have words, um, words will be given to you. And if you can't come up with words, then if you have to grunt, then just grunt. And Rabbi Nachman says that if you can't even do that, then there's the silent scream. You scream within yourself. And, and I assure you, you will be heard because you're connecting to that inner point within you, that holy soul that already exists in you. You know, can I add something? You, you said something, Ira, it's really important. Um, uh, Noah just came through one of the most traumatic events in world history. Very traumatic for himself. Said that he barely slept. So busy feeding the animals. It was a 24-hour-a-day operation. And when he came out of the ark, it said that um, amongst building a vineyard and getting drunk and all that stuff, suffering with tremendous post-traumatic stress, said that he built an altar to Hashem. And it said that he didn't speak a word, that his heart was so much in anguish because he said, why should I build an altar to Hashem if he's going to do the very same thing again to these people that come out of this generation? It said that he, he, he cried out to Hashem from the deepest part of his being. That is the first example of it's about to do personal prayer. He didn't form any words except for the fact that from the anguish of his heart, that is what he presented to God. And of course, God gave Moses, I know a, a covenant that he wouldn't destroy the people. 
why did I say all of that is, yes, there are going to be tragedies and difficulties come. There are going to be times in which uh, there are people laying traps against you. David Melek says it over and over, how his enemy lays traps to try to snatch him or to snare him. And he was constantly in prayer to ask Hashem to defend him from those things. Yes, we're going to have those moments. But at the same time, we also know we can go back to the source. And that source is prayer, Rav. You're spot on. I mean. We need to give people the practical tools for them to to know how to deal with their life pressure. Mm -hmm. So I think that in conclusion, definitely, we need to learn more on the theories that we are hearing and being exposed to and um, not to deny them, as Rod said. First of all, to be open-minded. Some of them might open your eyes and, and, and brighten your mind to learn that... Um, that some situations might be toxic, that some things that you're enjoying them in your life might damage you, like uh, many kinds of food that, uh, that becomes cheaper and cheaper while other uh, products' prices are rising. And mm -hmm. you should also question why. And uh, not all of them are healthy and not all of them are good for you. And there are many, um, many illnesses and sicknesses and sensitivities allergies to people that that are more common in our common in our generation than they were in the past and it's all about mm -hmm. nutrition and about food consuming so definitely we do need to learn um, from the knowledge that is being provided to us but we need to be very careful so like Ayo said we need to um to investigate, investigate, to learn some more, to try to to expand our knowledge and to to make sure that we're not falling and that we're not uh, falling into um, theories, into conspiracies, and that we are investigating for the truth and, and searching for it. And of course, that on top of all those, to back them up with the honest prayer that will bring the blessing of Hashem to help us in our journeys, to straighten our path and to aim our hearts to investigate and search in the right places and to be safe and secure from all kinds of darkness. For that, the most um, useful tool is the personal prayer, just to talk to the Maker as you talk to your best friend, just to ask mm -hmm. for the things you need, just to really be open-hearted and flowing your words out as water and when it's hard, so at least to express your will with an honest desire for revealing, for truth to be exposed and seen. I'm so don't thankful. Be afraid, that, uh, don't, that don't be afraid to us. be angry either. <laughs> There's nothing wrong I'm very with that, thankful right? that Hashem helped us to, to join forces that way and to speak about those matters. And I'm sure that, um, that many of our followers will enjoy... Um, the variety of our opinions and our different uh, sources of knowledge and information, they're all required. Mm -hmm. We have a very wide range of, of students and followers and friends who are um, enjoying our content and, um, and, and learning from us. So it's very good that we are, the three of us, and this great triangle will not be break easily oh. 
And I'm going to change the triangle for a second, just so I, I can uh, I can do some housekeeping here um, <laughs> and not cover up anybody's face like uh, we did. Um, I just put up a link here that's probably also on uh, the Facebook pages and just asking if you have the ability to help us that you would. You can go to amuna.com uh, and click the donate button. We're very thankful if you're able to do that. Um, I want to put up a link to Rav Jor's new book, Return to Your Root. Sometimes you hear us talking about Gugulim, this idea of reincarnation, and talking about this, the souls and the inner point of truth. There's a very uh, informative book. If you want to learn more about that in those concepts and some of the things you hear us talk about, there's an amazing book for you to be able to get. Um, if you want to see Rod's content, uh, um, we're trying to get a banner for you, Rod. Hopefully by next week, we'll have that worked out. It's Netiv, N-E-T-I-V.net. Um, Rod, if you want to, if there's anything else yeah, that I'm... If, if anybody uh, that is not Jewish is interested in studying uh, basic principles of wisdom and ethics uh, for the non-Jew and the Noahide laws, please go to Nativ online.org or nativ.net n-e-t-i-v.net and also there are several books that we're working on some are already on amazon and we're working on a series of children's books as well so good, we're good. very excited about bringing wisdom to the to the smallest child to understand the stories uh, of the mishnah and torah so we're excited awesome and then there's my book if you'd like Science of Kabbalah, if you're interested in Kabbalah and you don't know a lot about it, this is a very basic introduction to the concept of Kabbalah and how it relates to science and how modern science is connecting, is now catching up to what our sages have already talked about for over a thousand years. I so, think that the word basic uh, can be um, also changed to... Um, I think essential uh, in in uh, inform information like very like uh, solid information. I think that basic makes it a little bit uh, not presented with the right no. honor. I think no. that those I, are, the those. What I mean is, it's it's really for somebody who doesn't have a uh, a foundation, if you will, in in Kabbalah, no. and there are so, so many people that want to learn. So yeah. I do want to mention that after reading that book, you will definitely going to have a very wide um, perspective and understanding about Kabbalah. And it's covering many, many important topics. So it's not an introduction. It's a real solid, written in very simple language, right. um, truth that is very useful for truth seekers to know about the real secrets of Kabbalah. Right. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank, Thank you, you, brothers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, you for inviting me.